almost like a step in the right direction could be the photos of their new wind tunnel, which have appeared on Twitter in the past couple of hours. Uh, so Lando and Oscar took a little tour of the wind tunnel, um, which is set to, you know, kickstart their their sort of car development over this season and seasons seasons onwards um it's in-house into in actually the mtc as well um an interesting fact about like like fact about this right is and i didn't know this that every single wind tunnel um that the f1 teams can use has cameras in that are directly recorded and fed back to the fia so, so I was going no to ask this it. question: Is how do they measure how many hours they have in the wind so tunnel? So they like, have cameras that have a direct link to the FIA. Now I'm ah, saying, interesting. You know, if all of a sudden there were to be a secret wind tunnel in an underground lab somewhere, I mean, what's hidden know, beyond? What's hidden under that lake at McLaren? How would they know? That's my thing. Yeah, how would they know? Uh, no, but like, uh, yeah, so apparently every single one has cameras in that the FIA can view at any given time and review, I guess, when you log the hours, because I know obviously it's the it's the amount of time. I'm guessing yeah. they probably review all of the footage as well. Potentially, anyway. I don't know. That sounds like potentially a, um, a, a uh, like, not GDPR issue. <laughs> Uh, but more of like a privacy issue slash data leaks issue potentially so i don't know exactly what the process is but they can monitor at any given point every single wind tunnel that f1 teams use just an interesting little tidbit i've always wondered about that but also i think uh, changes like this don't happen overnight they've obviously been discussions and thoughts about this and the wind tunnels probably pay, played a key part in this decision because it's like, look, if we're building this wind tunnel, we better decide now if we want to go with this James's version of the car or this new version of the car because there's no point having the wind tunnel, building one version of the car and then saying, oh, no, we're scrapping it. We're now splitting it into three departments and yeah. things like that. So, yeah, they obviously made the decision so that, hey, brand new wind tunnel, brand new, if it is brand new car concept, go ahead and put us back at the uh, top of the field. Yep. And I guess, I mean, maybe this is a strategic play by McLaren to be at the back of the grid so they get more wind tunnel time. (laughs) 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 So now they have the new wind tunnel. (laughs) They can spend as as much time as they like uh, developing the car. And also remember, they get less prize money. They do, yes. But I don't know if you knew, but... My bezzy mate Zach has announced another new sponsor for McLaren. Would you like to guess what it is? Is it for what is it? How do they Martin Brundle and how to say it? The software for HR planning and finance. <laughs> it is, I think. Hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold on. Let me go to the official um, tracker, which is Zach Brown's Twitter. Yeah, it is Workday, isn't it? I'm pretty sure it is. Yes, it is. Wait, no, hold on. It's Workday. It's Workday. Yes, it's Workday. Sorry, I was looking at the old announcement, which was Salesforce. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so another new sponsor for the Papaya Boys. Um, Yeah. Yeah, great. Well done, Zach. I wonder if Workday's marketing head is a formula one fan because they form they sponsor sky sports f1 and now they sponsor current. <laughs> he's like i want to get to those races and i want 
hospitality. <laughs> I mean, it always confuses me when, like, you know, like Aramco, they sponsor both Aston Martin and some of the tracks, right? Yeah. Why? Your name's already at the bloody track or on the car. Why? Why do you? Why? Just brand recognition. More, more, more. I, more I guess. On the cars and on the track. Uh, how long is it going to take until a driver gets a sponsor tattoo? Oh, no, they wouldn't do that. <laughs> well, you say that, but uh, there's a guy who there's, works there's for Donut Media. There's a lot of money involved for having a sponsor tattoo. Uh, for, for the record, Aramco, if you give me £18, I will get Aramco tattooed on my forehead. <laughs> Just putting that out there. Anyway, so, yeah, so new sponsor, uh, which was obviously Workday, um yeah uh well done zach great anyway so that was about it for the mclaren restructure obviously the the wind tunnel and all the the new people shuffle uh but speaking of formula one teams there has been a couple of rumors flying around this week on uh the oh no no before you jump on there's been more of a reshuffle at mclaren they brought in some aerodynamicists oh yes sorry yes aerodynamicists so I guess that all they probably had the reshuffle and said, "Hey, do you want to bring in some more people?" And they've apparently plucked up to fifteen individuals, some who've joined already, and some who will be joining once their gardening leave is done, from teams like Red Bull and Ferrari, and now being called a top team, Aston Martin. Well, so they are really going for it. They are literally putting. They're like, we're not fucking around. We want to be back at the top of the top of the timing boards and so we are investing heavily so good on zach for getting all those sponsors yes <laughs> to pay for everyone <laughs> yeah I, I do agree yeah it's strategic um, partnerships yeah that's it so. yeah no, it, it is good i like i know everyone takes the piss because it's just like yeah you've got more sponsors than points this year slash last <laughs> year slash since 2005 at this rate with the amount of sponsors they have but it is actually very good especially because mclaren still don't have that title sponsor do they so i mean they're still they're still sort of hanging on in there somehow um which is which is great news and obviously they they even lost um golf to williams because i i'm assuming obviously with williams like you know and again i'm pulling numbers out of nowhere What, what teams do have title sponsors out of curiosity. Uh, Oracle Red Bull Racing, Mercedes yep. AMG Patronus, uh, Cognizant Aston Petronus, Martin, yeah. Petronus, Patronus, yeah. whatever. Alfa Romeo Orlan. No. Alfa Romeo, is it Alfa Romeo Orlan? I thought Orlan went to... Uh, Alfa Tari or Orlan. Yeah. And Stake, Stake is Stake, Alfa Romeo. Stake, Alfa Romeo, yeah. Um... Pretty much all Money Graham Haas. Money Graham Haas, yeah. Okay. And then uh, Alpine is just Alpine. No, yeah, BWT, so, isn't it BWT out Alpine? Yeah, it's BWT. So Ferrari don't have one. Obviously. Well, they're Ferrari. They they just we had the they, play, <laughs> they they play by their own rules. Interesting. And right. Williams, I guess. Or oh, Dorlington. Dorlington, yeah. Dorlington. So. Yeah, Dorlington. Because it used to be Martini, right? Yeah. Which was, by the way, though, those uh, liveries from Martini days are phenomenal. <laughs> they just are. Um. Yes. I don't so. I think Williams have one. Interesting. But yeah, I don't. I don't think Williams have one. Um. But okay. anyway, so like I was saying, 
yeah. Formula One teams. Uh, apparently, more details have sort of been flying around around a potential new Formula One team. Uh, the project, apparently by Craig Pollock, will have backing from a Gulf area country with speculation it could be Saudi Arabia, which would not surprise me whatsoever. Um, so apparently there are intense discussions with a Gulf area country, um, around, you know, having an actual formula, uh, formula one team based there. Now here's the kicker, right? Formula equal will be 50% men and 50% women. Oh, interesting. Right. Which means they will probably be the back of the grid. (laughs) So, and I don't mean that in a horrible way. Right, what not necessarily. Are you doing, so I, I'm saying this purely because, and, and this isn't me being completely sexist or horrible or anything like that. This is literally. I can see your face as well. It's hilarious. Um, but this is just my case of you need to have all of the stuff in place to actually, in order to do this in the best way possible. So initially, it doesn't sound great because. They, they would need to have those sort of facilities and those training structures in place. It's very ambitious, and I don't think that it will go particularly well at the beginning because you, you there aren't as many... Let's be honest, there aren't... If when you look at the mechanics garage, right, how many women do you spot working on the car in pit stops and stuff like that out at the, compared to the men, right? It's very, not that many. I'm just... I know this is only one part of it, and I completely understand that. However... But, 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 but it's 50% men and women, so yes. that doesn't mean 50% working on the car in that sense. Uh, like, it could be to, in other roles. Uh, according to them, it means across drivers, engineers, and boardroom. So actually it does. So so, no, so you could have 60% of the engineers be men and, and 40% of the engineers be women. I, I mean, that could be the way that they're right? saying it. And then it, you but... could have 60% of them in the boardroom and 40% men in the boardroom true yeah no i and that could be the way that it is but i'm just going off of the off the off the article here and what all i'm all i'm saying is that that doesn't sound like a particularly good idea purely because there are let's say for example there are a thousand men who could be race engineers at formula one level how many of those are like how many women do you think there are there's not many so i think that you need to do a lot of work which I really do hope happens, you need to do a lot of work in order to get there to be competitive. That's all I'm saying. I'm not <laughs> I'm not going on a sexist rant or anything like that. I'm literally just saying that doesn't sound like the best idea unless you have all of those training things in place. This is also not me saying I don't think that women or men can do X, Y, Z. This is literally just a case of realistically... This doesn't sound like the best plan initially. You have to have all of those training bits and pieces thrown in there. Um, I mean, also it goes through. It says across drivers. So I was literally just reading that. So that is super interesting. Yes. Right? So does that so mean be like one male, one female driver? Yeah. Yeah. So does that mean they want to bring in one female Formula One driver? Could they be the first team in twenty twenty six? They have to. If they go, it's fifty percent men and fifty percent women across the drivers. Mm-hmm. And it has to be a female driver. Or do they do what Aston Martin have done and one of their reserve, or last year, as far as I'm aware, last year one of their reserve drivers was a woman. So so technically they could just have two reserve drivers and then two uh, that are women and then two drivers that are male on a technicality. Um, but in all seriousness, oh, I would love possibly. to. I mean, that I would, would maybe bring 
more um, women drivers into the sport if they have a True. chance to be a reserve driver um, in these top Formula One teams and maybe even get True. a chance to race. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it could be that we see Jamie Chadwick take, take to the grid in 2026 as part of this team. You never know. Um, never I think know. 2026 is a little bit too soon, to be completely honest with you, to build a Formula say, One team in three years. Out. But it's going to be very interesting to see how these how these plans actually you know uh, go through. There's even a team a, a team logo called uh, that I've seen Formula Equal. Uh, Formula E. Formula Equal, <laughs> but yeah, Formula, Formula E. e. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I just I just it doesn't sound like the the initial idea sounds all very lovely. However, in reality, I'm just not 100 percent sold right now i do hope that they not prove me wrong but i do hope that it goes very well i really really do um i think it will will. it's going to be it's going to be interesting anyway that's all i I, yeah we'll 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 obviously see um and they uh i hope that they give anyone the opportunity that they want to you know try and push on in formula one and they give give people the opportunity um but the issue i have with this is that the majority of formula one fans won't want a team outside of europe unless it's andretti if you're not letting andretti in and all of a sudden you're letting this in after everyone has public everyone publicly knows that andretti wants to come in to formula one and then you let this in which is a team that has almost no racing pedigree is a new team that would exist whereas you've got andretti who you know they already race in various other series and stuff like that i think if you're gonna add one team in it has to be andretti over this however add both of them in screw it why not that that like i i think there should be 12 teams in the paddock and 24 drivers that's the way it should be yeah, it would be interesting to see if they let this team in and still say no to Andretti. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, all for new teams coming in. Yeah, you know, as long as it's not overkill, and then there's like sixty cars on the grid. No, I don't. I don't think it. we'll turn into NASCAR. No, but yeah, all right. Well, interesting to hear. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And, uh, yeah, look forward to that journey. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I, I, obviously, I, I, I wish them the best of luck. I just, yeah probably probably not going to go amazingly well at the beginning that's all i'm going to say um but uh yeah like i said hopefully this would be you know part of what well, apparently obviously the teams voted as to whether or not they wanted to even bring andretti in and all of them besides alpine said no so i'd be very interest very interested to see whether or not this actually goes through as well because obviously the argument was around, you know, prize money and stuff like that. So yeah. I think the argument will be the exact same thing for this, unless, well, especially if, you know, if Alpine are the engine supplier for, the, for these guys, then uh, yeah, obviously Alpine will vote yes again. But that will be very, very interesting to see if anything actually comes of it, um, for, for sure. Yeah, plus um, they'd get in for free, wouldn't they? Would they? Yeah, so because you have to pay an entry fee for Formula One, and the fee is $617,000, and a fee per point scored, which is between, which is around $7,000. Yeah. So they would essentially get in for free because they had no points, 
Well, they won't get it for free. They'll pay that flat rate. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure there's like a flat fee for yeah. for any Formula 1 team joining but, the grid. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so I don't know what the number is, but I know it's something ridiculous. $617,000. No, I swear there's like a bigger number out there. So, according to the 2023 FIS boarding regulations, all teams are required to pay a flat rate of $617,687, plus a fee per point scored, and the fee has risen from $6,926 to $7,441. Hmm. Right. That's for the Constructors World Champion. And then anyone else, it's gone up to $6,174 for the remaining teams. All righty. Well, there we go. Uh, yeah, I, I, like I said... The made about $27 million from well, teams entering. Yeah. Well, I, I, I just assumed that it there was... I could have sworn there was a bigger number associated, but... Anyway, should we chat about Australia? Of course, might. Let's do it. Yes, let's do it. Um, all right. So, first off, we're going to talk about the track. Obviously, it's the new. It's still the new layout that obviously debuted. Was it last year? Yep. Yeah, last year. Obviously, new layout. Um, a lot more sweeping turns at the end of sort of um, the zone two. Um, and there is actually going to be four DRS zones, which is a bit mad considering I thought that, you know, I thought there was only going to, there was three last year and they were, I think there was three last year yeah. and they were planning it, on it, four, but then obviously it didn't, didn't, you know, come through. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be interesting because it is a difficult circuit to overtake at, you know, it's, it's narrow, not too many kind of long straights and a heavy braking zone. Yeah. So hopefully having the extra DRS zone will help the cars get closer. Um, but yeah, I think I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully it spices up the action a little bit. Yeah, it should be good. I think, uh, I think yeah, obviously it could promote promote overtakes and stuff like that, which is great. Um, and yeah, hopefully we just see we see a, a decent race um, from from everywhere Everyone. on the grid, really. Um, and Would you classify Albert Park as a street circuit? Because we all know who does well at street circuits. Hmm. True. I well, it not is really. It is technically it, because they use it as roads. Yeah. So, so I would argue, yes, it is a street circuit, but not in a traditional sense, but it is, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with yeah. yes. Sergio is a street circuit master. He is, yes. So um, can you imagine if he knocks up another win? Yeah, that would definitely put some uh, interesting dynamics into the team. When you said knocks up, my head went somewhere else. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he could he could potentially challenge for a win, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is between the Red Bulls, right? Yeah. So, and it'll be Ferrari, Aston Martin, and yeah, unless, unless there's some sort of technical issue. To be fair, um, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing whether or not we have we have like you know something. I hope that there's a story that comes out of it. Like obviously Albon last year finishing P10 and going like how many laps are there 56 he went like 55 laps on the same hard compound from the start or something like that it was mad yeah. how he managed to do that uh, it'll be interesting to see whether or not any safety cars mix this mix this race up as well um but i hope that just some stories come out of it for for sure I don't and think potentially... max is one at this circuit as well where 
No. Yeah. Surely. So that could be a story. Yeah, I don't think Max has won this circuit. Surely. I'm going to Google that. Charles won it last year. And I think it was Lewis and Valtteri the years before. So you can add uh... that to, to the stories. No idea. Best race result was third in 2019. There you go. There you go. So he's yeah. never won here. So maybe yeah. Checo. Now's your time to shine. Take your <laughs> take your lead in the uh, drivers' championship. Um, yeah, he uh, best race result was third in 2019, uh, and he was on the podium. Obviously, his best qualifying was second last year. Uh, he's had six races here and four points finishes. Well, yeah, that could be a story to add, which is. Uh... Verstappen getting his first win down under. Yeah, it could be. It could be. You never know. But like I said, it, it, like Perez could, you know, pull it out of the bag. Uh, he Perez could pull it out of the bag. He uh, he has a podium last year. Obviously, he finished second, and that was his best his best result and best qualifying as well. I'd be interested to see what Charles does because he's really smashing it in qualifying, considering the car he's got. Yeah, if the f- they improve that race pace, um, yeah, then uh, yeah, he could be in, sh- uh, in shout of. I don't want to say a win, uh, but he could he could have a decent result. Yeah, potentially. I think it was, it's going to be interesting to see what the Ferraris do for sure. Um, but yeah, like I said, I I'm not holding my breath for this being you know a race for the ages. Um, but I hope that there's a story that comes out of it. Like I said. Um, yeah. but then again, like I said, like you, you might be a bit stupid if you bet against anyone else other than Verstappen to win. <laughs> I know, I know, obviously I talked about, uh, Fernando Alonso having his, having his 101st podium, if it is 101st statistically, or like yeah. s- somehow st- like through statistics of anyone who's been over a hundred podiums as one 101st podium, sorry, is a win. So that's going to be interesting too. He might not even get on the podium this year. Uh, this year in Australia, yeah. Um, well, I mean, he's already done it this year. Uh, but he might not do it this year in Australia, as you said. Obviously, it could be Russell. That was your prediction. Um, so yeah, just remind me again of what your prediction was. It was so uh, yeah, I can't remember what it was uh, from last week, but I'm going to go Verstappen, Alonso, Russell. All right. I mean, that's not a bad prediction. What about yours? Uh, I'm still saying Verstappen, Perez, and then Alonso. Um, I think I think it's a no-brainer for me personally. Yeah, um, yeah there's not there's not really a, a lot a lot else to say about the podium or the rest of the race. To be honest, there's not. I don't know. Yeah, there's, there's, that's going to be an early isn't. start for a lot of people. Six a.m. in the UK yep, for qualifying. Seven a.m. for me for the, the race. race start. Is it seven a.m. for me for the race start? I think. You're an hour ahead, so yes, yeah, seven AM yeah. for you. Um, so, yeah, it's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be interesting for sure. Um, one thing I guess that I can ask is, do you still think that Australia should be the opening race weekend of the championship? Because I do. <laughs> It'll be nice to get the early race out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be nice to get the six AM out of the way. Um. I would say no, because I think Bahrain under the lights is just more of a, a wow factor 
for yeah it does have a vibe and to I it. do I do think the time zone does play it's like the first race of the season we want high viewing figures and things like that and really the hardcores and big fans are gonna be waking up at yeah 559 to watch True. So I think that plays into it a little bit um yeah I, I think yeah I don't I think I'm gonna I'll stick with Bahrain so, and also depending on how the DRS detection goes because Australia historically is not a racy circuit right? no not, not really takes it's not a lot of action generally if you're on pole you won the race um so if it was like wow Australia is a great race every single year then I'd be like, yeah, let's have it as a season opener, start off with a bang. Um, but no, I think Bahrain is a, is a good start. Yeah, fair enough. No, I just thought I'd ask. Like I said, I, I still think that, you know, we should we should kick off the season here. Um, but uh, I guess another question as well is a lot of these older tracks have, you know, been chopped off the calendar. Uh, yeah. If if it was like a, a choice to you to keep Australia on the calendar, would you? Yes, yeah, I would too. I know, obviously, the the, the it's, the it's a global sport. You can't eliminate regions. <laughs> no, no, no. I I completely agree. It's a global um, sport. It's actually a fun track, and we've driven it on mm. the game, and it's actually really fun to drive. Um, you've got an Australian presence in the sport with Mark Webber, Daniel Ricciardo, now Oscar Piastri. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's some really huge fans in Australia. So True. I would absolutely leave it on the track. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm of the opinion that Monaco shouldn't be on the uh, Grand Prix calendar. Oh, controversial! Yeah, Almost we'll as controversial as my previous comment around women not being in Formula. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I I kind of agree with you around Monaco, but I yeah, think I, that don't get me wrong. I get I understand the glamour, I understand the yeah. history, and it is a great track for just pure driver skill. But yeah, as a race, you just it's like, boring it's boring yeah. yeah they they could do something to spice it up but they just yeah. won't i don't think they will anyway um so, one one thing is though that when they do add tracks adding something like las vegas which is just a square that's been a bit squished yeah I don't, that, I'm, that, I'm not here for it to be honest with you yes it will look yeah. very pretty but i don't particularly care i'd rather you go back to hockenheim or the nurburgring you don't get those fast flow in states like Baku and Las Vegas and things like that. It's just I, I quite like Baku like... to be honest with you. Dude. I know it's I I quite like it because I just do. I think that the the feature of like that really ridiculously long straight has yeah. something about it. Um, no, it's like the ninety degree turns in in these new tracks. Uh, like, Baku, Azerbaijan. I'm just mm. like, just throw some curves in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're right, and I would. I'm also of the opinion where I like, like I said, I I wouldn't have Vegas. I'd have the alternate layout at Bahrain, Sakia. I'd rather have that. I'd rather have Hockenheim. That was the great track. There was great Hockenheim, action, yeah. great racing. Um, Hockenheim would be cool. Not yeah. Hockenheim, um, and the Nurburgring as well. Nurburgring, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I would like to see. A Formula One car do the full Nordschleife, like full. So Michael Schumacher track. did it a few years ago, but it was like a demonstration run. Yeah, it wasn't, 
I don't. I think it's too dangerous. Oh, it's You've massively it. too dangerous. Yes, <laughs> I've driven it. You <laughs> haven't. Um, I couldn't. The car was too low. Um, yeah, you, we had uh, to drive to Austria after that. I'm not driving <laughs> scraped underside. <laughs> sounds like a you problem, to be honest with me. Uh, but yeah, I I've driven that, and that took eight hours in my Subaru. Um, yeah. But uh, I would like to see a, a Formula One car do that. Yes, I understand it's dangerous and all that fun stuff, but. Just do it, lads. Just give it a go. Like, could you imagine how cool that would be to see, like, you know, RB19 go around or, like, the W13 or something like that, like, from Mercedes? Like, just be unreal. Um, I, I, Like I said, I fully understand it's dangerous, but, I mean, at the same time, like, you've got, you've got races like um, Sakir. No, not Sakir. Uh, you've got races... Like, whoa, whoa, it's Jeddah. Sorry, I couldn't remember the name of the city. You've got races like Jeddah where, you know, Mick Schumacher crashed massively and he just crashed straight into concrete. How is that safe? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, 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 well, I, not, I think, I know. think for them to make it safe, you know, they'd have to put the tyre barriers in and Tech Pro and things like that. True, but is... that wasn't in Jeddah. They didn't have that in every place in sure. Jeddah. Yeah, they they have the tech pro barriers and on all that on tire walls and stuff like that. But the bit where Mick Schumacher crashed, he crashed straight into a concrete barrier, as far as I can remember. Really? So like that, like make it make sense. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Make it make sense. You know, last week in Jeddah when they pulled out the safety car and everyone was like, "Oh, I'm not sure that needed a safety car." There was a clip yeah. that went around on Twitter after the race, being like actually a safety car was a great idea because it was just a replay of latifi crashing exactly where stroll had stopped <laughs> exact same point uh which is just hilarious goat tifi uh managing to prove uh or help prove that the uh the fia had made the right decision there latifi's not in formula one anymore no no yeah obviously he's not unfortunately um but uh but yeah i uh uh i still think that the 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 FIA calling the safety car last week when stroll had to retire was the was the correct decision it, it made it a bit weird but after seeing that clip um yeah you definitely needed a a full full oh, safety car okay so there's a clip oh i get it i get it now we need to be more uh, more to media on this podcast I, would, I was like, "What is he talking about?" <laughs> I would love to be. Um, we we should play around with some it? of the some of the recording What's bits it? and pieces for, I mean, for sure. I thought the reason why uh, they brought out the safety car was because was there like the time was it a camera angle? They didn't know exactly where his car was on track. Oh, maybe that was it. So I heard something about that. Like they didn't know exactly where it was because he was still like technically on track. Technically on track, they didn't. Apparently, they didn't have a camera angle showing that it was not that, which is a bit strange. No idea. So, or it might have been his GPS positioning. So that's why they brought it out. So rather be safe than sorry. But yeah, maybe I don't know. But um, right. like I said, Latifi crashed in that exact same spot <laughs> the year before. So actually, it makes sense to to call a, to call a a full safety car for for sure. Yeah. But uh, oh, well. yeah. Right. Well, that's about it, I guess. We don't really don't have a lot else to talk about. Uh, it's been an oddly quiet week in the world of Formula One. It has, so yeah. Um, start there. The drama will come. The drama will come. Yes, true. And then they'll go racing, of course, but in between the drama. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> meme okay. of the week. 
Meme of the week is the upside down memes. Yes, upside down <laughs> memes obviously are pretty upside good. Upside down Alonzo. Upside down Alonzo is perfect. Uh, however, I am also going to just say so- on social, the Aston Martin, no, the uh, Mercedes team, uh, social media manager or whoever, taking the trophy over to Aston Martin was brilliant. It's just, it's just <laughs> a nice bit of content. Um, yeah. George sat on the sofa being like, "Oh, do I really have to give up the trophy to then bring it over to over to Aston Martin?" It was just it was just quite entertaining. Um, yeah, that was that was all I was going to mention. But I don't have anything else for the for the podcast. I'm afraid. So I think we'll have to we'll have to call it a day. I think I'll have to yeah, go right, book yeah. my book my tickets for John Wick Four. Apparently, no. Well, you have to watch one, two, and three first. Uh, is the, in the John Wick. See the cinematic universe, the JWCU, the JWCU. I have to watch one, two, and three. I can't just go in and watch four. No, got it. All right, cool. Uh, I mean, (laughs) just, just, just honestly, watch it. You'll love it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying I won't. I just, yeah, you'll love it. But I'm just surprised as someone who loves dogs as much as you do. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know why I haven't watched it. Anyway, this is pointless for the. for the people listening to the podcast uh, um, Keanu Reeves loves motorcycles I'm sure there's a he's a Formula 1 fan he is a Formula 1 Isn't fan he, um, wasn't he narrating a documentary about I'm, Braun I'm pretty sure he is yeah. Um, yeah and he's been in the paddock and on the grid quite a few times yeah. so I think he's doing a documentary about Braun I think he's a narrator Yeah. and also there's the Formula 1 film with Brad Pitt that's uh, in production yeah yeah. So, yeah, we'll talk about that another time. Probably once we know some more details. Sounds good. But we yeah. will. Um, Obviously, we have one films. If you haven't seen Rush, watch Rush. Great film. Yes. Absolutely bloody fantastic. Uh, I was just going to say as well, obviously we do have, um, after the race next week in Australia, we do have three weeks of downtime, so we will need some podcast topics. So maybe we do talk about a Formula 1 film, and we do need to talk about Drive to Survive at some point as well. So also, well, I saw this online, that. so we should steal this idea. Yeah. We're talking about films. Oh God, I think I know what you're going to say. What, what actors would you have play the Formula 1 Yes, we should, we should do that. However, That's I was it. also thinking for one of the weeks... Maybe we do a challenge or like just between the two of us, we try and create a brand new Grand Prix in a city that they've never had a Grand Prix in before. Ooh, we, like, so like we, we both have to Google do Maps. research. So like I could do like a Copenhagen Grand Prix and I have okay. to like actually draw out the track map and you yeah. have to find, I don't know, like the... Um, yeah, we could just use something like Google Maps. For you it could do the Glasgow Grand Prix and you actually draw it on Google Maps or something like that. Ooh, could be an interesting a, challenge yeah. to do. So, does that have to be a city or a country they've never raced before? Uh, I'm going to go with city. So, obviously, city. if you want to do like Britain, but you want to do it around, I don't know, St. Ives, then go for it. Um, so, uh, but if but maybe you want to do Dublin. Belfast, maybe, maybe a street circuit. I'm going with. You have to use existing streets. Okay, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, to, cool. something to something to mull over for the next for the next few weeks, um, okay. and we'll, we'll we'll do it during one of the one of the podcast weeks. I'll give you some, we'll give each other some notice so yeah, that we don't yeah, just course. like oh, 20 <laughs> minutes before you have to plan a whole Grand Prix. Just, um, just and and also, I'll obviously, because Vegas is going to be the rate the race of Vegas is going to be a Saturday night. Do yes. you do you have it a night race? Do you have it a day race? Just something to consider for your for your new Grand Prix. 
yeah. Just some some show. interesting bits and bits because you could have downtown Tokyo. That that would be awesome. That would the be neon, awesome in the, the evening. Neon lights. That would but be I'm amazing. Thinking like, could you have like a Switzerland Grand Prix with like the mountains in yep. the background? Yeah, if that's what you want to do, cool. you can go for that. Yeah. Yeah. So you could yeah, you could even have idea. if you wanted to, you could do the Geneva Grand Prix, right? Which is Switzerland, and then it dips into France. So Ooh, it's two countries. Is, you're giving away your good ideas here. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I'm I'm brainstorming, but I mean, it's going that pretty is well. A very good idea. Um, yeah. But I I want you to come up with 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 one Grand Prix and actually fully suggest it and see how yeah. we go. It could even be, obviously, and again, another multi-country. You could have the um, the Grand Prix of like, uh, 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 like you could do it like an Istanbul because it's where where Europe meets Asia. So you could have the Can't do first... Istanbul. Isn't there already a race in Istanbul? I don't know where. I, I know it's the. I know it's the Turkish Grand Prix, but I don't know if it's Istanbul. But obviously, if you go across one of the bridges, yeah. you, you've got the first ever multi-continental Formula One race ever, which oh, is it isn't, mad. Isn't is in Istanbul? So, it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then completely fucking ignore my point. Um, yeah, no, that's a good shout. But okay, yeah. I mean, in, that would be the first intercontinental Formula One race ever, which would just be mad. But yeah, I will leave it up to you. You could, you know, you could pick um, any country in the world, any yeah. city in the world, but there has to have not have been a Formula One race there before. So yeah. I don't, I can't remember where the South African Grand Prix was, whether or not it was in Kiami, Cape Town. Yeah, so it, was it in Cape Town? Uh, Kiami. Yeah. Is that is that uh, is Cape Town yeah. and Kiami a different place? I don't no, know. No, it's uh, near Johannesburg. Oh, okay. So you could do a Cape Town Grand Prix. Yeah. You never know. Uh, or you could do Eswatini or whatever it is. You could do whatever you want. Anyway, that's the idea. Glad you're on board. I will. Yeah. I will let you mull no, that it's, over. It's, yeah. <gasps> Cuba. Cuba would be really cool. Imagine a Grand Prix uh, in Havana. Oh wow. But then again, wouldn't it be funny to have a Grand Prix in like I don't know Dan Danbury, Hong, New York, Hong Kong maybe? Hong Kong would be a really good one. Um, Greenland because you'd have to have winter tires. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Norway, Sweden, Finland. Yeah, Norway and Sweden next to each other. <clears throat> Denmark. <laughs> uh, I like Copenhagen Grand Prix. Apparently, there was plans for a Copenhagen Grand Prix at one point. Yeah, I would like to talk about that because it's actually reasonably interesting. Um, so but yeah, have have some fun with thinking about that. So while uh, myself and Ash think about that, we're going to wrap up the uh, the podcast there. Um, yeah. so thank you very much for listening. Uh, please be sure to like, subscribe, leave a review. It only takes 30 seconds and is much appreciated by the both of us. Um, especially on like Apple podcasts or Spotify specifically. Um, but yeah, thank you very much. And we will see you next week, I guess. See you. Yep. See you next week. Post Melbourne. We will. Cheers everyone. All right. Cheers. Bye. But yeah. So John Wick four. Yes. Yes. All right. I'll go. I'll go. <laughs>